when we choose what to feed our pets, we try and make the best decision with the information that we have. And the last thing we want to do is to choose a diet that is actually killing our dog or our cat. And in this podcast episode, I want to discuss the recent FDA announcement that certain grain-free dog diets are responsible for or may be responsible for causing um, serious and potentially deadly heart failure in dogs that are eating them. But before we get into that, I'm Dr. Alex and this is the Our Pets Health podcast where my aim is to help you and your pet live a healthier, happier life. So if it's your first time listening, make sure you hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes and I release a couple of podcast episodes a week and you know what's coming next if you've listened before. I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a review over on iTunes. It helps other people find the podcast so much better than they otherwise would and I really appreciate getting it out there so thanks for that. This is obviously a really important topic for any dog owner but especially those that are feeding a grain-free diet or thinking of feeding a grain-free diet and if you know someone who does either of those things then make sure you share this as well just so that they can stay well informed and up to date. As you'll find out the answers aren't clear cuts and perhaps there are more questions that come around as a result of this investigation. But without further ado, let's get into the audio. Are grain-free diets causing our dogs to die of heart failure? Just what is the deal with the recent FDA announcement that grain-free diets are being investigated for this? And should you think about changing your dog's diet? Hi, I'm Dr. Alex from ourpetshealth.com, helping you and your pet to live a healthier, happier life. And today I just wanted to discuss the recent announcement by the FDA that a number of grain-free diets are causing heart disease in dogs that don't normally suffer from heart disease. Now, this type of heart disease we're talking about is something called DCM or dilated cardiomyopathy. And what this is, is the heart becomes enlarged the muscles don't work properly and so the heart is just not able to pump blood around the body to match the needs of that animal. Okay, so the FDA announcement goes, the US Food and Drug Administration is alerting pet owners and veterinary professionals about reports of canine dilated cardiomyopathy, or DCM, in dogs eating certain pet foods containing peas, lentils, other legume seeds or potatoes as main ingredients. These reports are unusual because DCM is occurring in breeds not typically genetically prone to disease. The FDA's Centre for Veterinary Medicine and the Veterinary Laboratory Investigation and Response Network, a collaboration of government and veterinary diagnostic laboratories, are investigating this potential association. Okay, so that's part of the announcement and I'll leave a link to the full announcement um, down in the description below. So what are the issues that we need to discuss? Well, I guess the first one is the fact that the number of dogs affected is really very low compared to the total number of dogs eating these diets. Now that's not to say that that's not a cause for concern. This may very well be the very tip of a big iceberg, but I think it's important to put things into perspective and not have complete panic when we're only talking about a small number of dogs. It's definitely important and we should definitely all be paying attention to this situation, especially if you're feeding a grain-free diet or thinking about it. But yeah, at the moment it seems that only a small number of dogs are being affected. So the next issue is that the statement discusses a number of diets that contain different pulses and things and different ingredients as the main source in their diet. So it doesn't specifically say grain free, although 
Diets that do contain lentils or potatoes and things like that as the main component of their diet typically are grain-free. So we don't know for sure that we're talking about completely grain-free diets and we don't know which diets are involved. So that's certainly something to take on board. We also don't know whether we're dealing with just one diet or one manufacturer or whether we're dealing with multiple diets from multiple sources. Also at this very early stage, the cause is just completely unclear and that's really what's being investigated. So, you know, there are a number of questions. Is it a lack of grain if they are in fact grain-free diets? It's probably not the only, the only part of the story, but it certainly could be. Is it just a lack of grain? Is there a common ingredient that's causing these problems? So do all of these diets have one certain ingredient and when that's fed at certain quantities, does that cause DCM and heart failure in dogs? There have also been a number of dogs that have been affected that have had low taurine levels. And this is something that we know is associated with the development of DCM or dilated cardiomyopathy. And so that may play a role. Having said that, only it was about half, I believe, of the dogs tested have very low taurine and the other dogs have normal levels. So a low taurine is definitely not the only story. So could we in fact be dealing with a couple of different causes and we're dealing with diseases, the same disease caused in dogs, but from a number of for a number of different reasons. That's certainly an important question to answer. So really it's too early to be drawing any firm conclusions. It's definitely an important, an important development and it could, like I say, actually be affecting a really large number of dogs. So heart disease can go unnoticed and undiagnosed for quite a period of time. So over time, in DCM, the heart will become bigger and the, the efficiency of the heart to pump blood will slowly deteriorate. And it's only when that reaches a critical point that your dog will start to develop signs of heart failure. So DCM can be diagnosed um, in a number of different ways. And if you're concerned about this at all, then you should definitely be getting in touch with your vet um, and seeing what they have to say and seeing if there is anything that you should be thinking about doing for your pet, be that a blood test or an ultrasound of the heart um, or x-rays. There are a number of things that we can do. What this announcement does do is it does raise some important or interesting questions about why we are feeding grain-free diets in the first place. So it's something that there are a lot of myths, misconceptions, misinformation that are being thrown around and there is a lot of marketing involved as well with a lot of food companies, especially kind of boutique food manufacturers, really jumping on the grain-free bandwagon that we have in human health as well. So as far as our dogs go, there is to my knowledge, absolutely no clear evidence to suggest that grain-free diets have any benefit to the vast majority of dogs. So one of the big things that's thrown around is that grains are a source of allergy and food allergies, when in reality, food allergies themselves are actually pretty uncommon. And in the vast majority of cases, it's actually due to the protein component. So the chicken, the pork, the beef, or whatever kind of protein or animal, animal muscle is put into those diets. Sure, there are a few individuals that are allergic to grain, but it's a really tiny minority, and that in itself certainly doesn't justify the mass feeding of grain-free diets to my mind. So the other thing that is often quoted is that wolves are carnivores, dogs come from wolves, and so dogs really can't process, can't digest, and have no use for grain in diets. Well, this actually kind of ignores 
an awful long period of evolution and the dog genome is definitely not the same as the wolf genome and the dog genome has developed to such an extent that there are a number of genes that allow dogs to digest grains to a much greater efficiency than our wolves can. So dogs aren't wolves and they are able to digest and utilize grains so that's something that's not really true. The other issue with some of these grain-free diets is that as I said before there are a lot of more kind of boutique or smaller food companies that are not only producing grain-free diets but they're producing diets that uh, contain kind of quite novel or quite exotic ingredients so that might be kind of different types of meat um, kind of crocodile, ostrich, kangaroo, whatever, um, and different pulses and seeds and things like that that haven't traditionally been used in pet food manufacturing. And now that in itself isn't a problem necessarily, but what it does mean is it means it can be quite hard to know whether a diet is completely balanced and whether it's being digested as would be expected. So every different protein, every different ingredient will be digested in a different way and to a different extent. And it might be that several ingredients kind of interact and reduce or increase absorption of different, different vitamins and minerals compared to our standard diets. Also, a lot of these boutique and smaller feed companies, they might not be, or they're very unlikely to be feeding, um, having long-term feeding trials to assess kind of the, the quality of the diet and to assess animals that are fed on these diets for a long period of time before they're released and what they're often doing is they're comparing nutrient profiles between different diets and that can cause big problems so like I say if you're comparing one diet that contains say crocodile and lentils compared to another diet that contains chicken and rice then if we're just trying to get the, the, the more exotic ingredients profile very similar to the other one, then that actually may result in inappropriate feeding and it may result in deficiencies or equally excess of certain vitamins and minerals, which may or may not cause problems. And it might be for this reason why we're finding a low taurine in some of these dogs that are being investigated. So we just really need to be careful with marketing buzzwords because there's not really any legislation or control about the use of these 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 so grain-free, sure, that's being touted as having health benefits, but really are there? Well, we don't know. It may well be that a grain-free diet is better, but we just don't know. So to suggest that there definitely is a benefit to your dog is, is you know, maybe not true. Also hypoallergenic, that is very often kind of printed on food bags. And really, unless we're talking about a very small selection of diets that we use specifically as food trials to rule out food allergies, then hypoallergenic really doesn't mean very much. And in the vast majority of cases is, is unnecessary to be feeding your dog. Also natural, a lot of diets will claim to be natural. And really, I'd argue kind of what, what does this mean? I think in a lot of cases, it probably doesn't mean what we think it does. And again, it's not really necessary. It's more of a kind of a marketing term. So a lot of these smaller brands, they really focus heavily on marketing and you know they produce fantastic adverts and videos and all that kind of thing. And they can be very compelling, but perhaps the evidence behind feeding them isn't as strong as they would suggest. So that's not to say that, like I, you know, like I suggested, that's not to say that grain-free diets aren't better, we just don't know. It might be that feeding a home-prepared, well-balanced diet is better for your dog than feeding a commercial food. It might be that raw feeding is better than, than again, a commercial diet when fed appropriate and when fed in a balanced state. But the fact of the matter is there's just not really any hard evidence or compelling a compelling body of evidence to suggest that one diet is better than the other in many, many cases. 
Diet is something that it brings out a lot of passionate responses in a lot of people. There are a lot of stories thrown, thrown around, you know, my dog was fed this food, I switched onto this food and their health improved massively. Really anecdotes are a very poor form of evidence, they're really not evidence at all. Um, and you know what we need and what would be fantastic is if we had some large scale feeding trials but you know they're just not available at the moment, hopefully they will they will be developed in the future but you know we really need to watch this space. We certainly know that there are risks with some diets so for example raw feeding it does have an increased risk of um, conditions like salmonella, it does increase bacterial load in stools and also potentially um, multi-resistant bacteria in stools. Now in a normal healthy adult, um, in an adult household, those things may not be too much of a risk but if there's a baby, if there's an elderly person or if there's someone who's immunocompromised then that could definitely kind of be a, a significant risk and it could cause a really serious disease in those individuals. So you know we need to think are the benefits that we think they're actually present and what are the risks of feeding these diets and you know potentially this investigation will highlight some of the risks with feeding a grain-free diet but really watch this space. Okay so that's my thoughts on the FDA investigation into grain-free diets causing heart failure in dogs. Really there's more questions than answers I know but it's, it, it's something that we really should kind of watch this space, we should try and stay well informed and we should try and stay up to date with the, the actual evidence and information that's out there. So I hope you found this interested, interesting, I'd love to hear your thoughts below. Are you feeding a grain free diet? Are you worried? Are you thinking about switching? Or were you thinking of changing to a grain free diet and has this changed your mind? I'd love to hear. But until next time I'm Dr Alex from Our Pets Health because they're family. So I hope you found that interesting and stimulating and maybe it forced you to ask a few questions that you hadn't considered before. Maybe it busted a few myths um, about feeding our pets that you that you believe to be to be true and to be firm facts. I'd love to hear what you think. You can catch me on Twitter at Our Pets Health. You can leave me a comment in the show notes and the link to that will be in the description to this podcast episode. Another thing that I'd love for you to let me know is what is your biggest health concern with your dog or cat or what is the biggest challenge that you have in looking after them either because they're unwell or in day-to-day -day just general healthcare situations I'd really love to hear and that's a question that I asked my newsletter subscribers a couple of days ago and I've got some great and really interesting kind of questions that have been asked and that's something that I hope to address in kind of future future episodes is to have a, a kind of a separate um Q&A session where I try and answer your specific questions. So if there's anything that you'd like, um, like to know more about, then please just let me know and I'd love to hear from you. And until the next episode, I'm Dr. Alex from Our Pets Health. You take care.